you guys doing today? Good. Awesome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, Pastor Jim. You're such an awesome guy. And Dina out in Idaho, Tucky, where the potatoes are. I know you're watching. This place, guys, is cannot run. I've been on staff for seven years, and uh, this place cannot run without Dina. So when you see her, give her a big hug. As long as it's not a creepy hug, just give her a big hug. Because this thing, I mean, honestly, this thing, she's the wheel or, or the grease or the in, in the wheels. You guys know what I'm saying. She's awesome. Pastor Jim's awesome as well. So I get the privilege of speaking today, and um, I'm really excited about, excited and nervous. You ever been to Cedar Point? You guys go to Cedar Point? And you got like, I'm excited, we're going to go to Cedar Point. And then you see that Mammer Jammer roller coaster. And you're like, till now. I, like, I want to get on that thing, but I'm scared and I'm nervous. And I want to get on that, but it freaks me out. You guys feel that? You guys with me? So today is like one of those days. Like I had really something on my heart um, that's been on my heart for 18 years that five people in this room know about. And I'm going to share it with you today. Um, but it would be bad for me to get right into that um, without having to talk about kids' ministry. So take a look at this. We just came back um, from a week of kids' camp. I'm going to just spend just a quick, quick minute talking about what happened at kids' camp. Guys, it was amazing. We had the most kids we ever did at kids' camp. We had 49 kids come, um, third through sixth grade. It was awesome. About 22 of those were sponsored, so they wouldn't have got to go if you guys didn't give. So thank you guys for giving. Thank you, Dina, for championing that as well. Um, so here's some of the faces, the goofy pictures. That picture in the middle is all of us kind of bunched up together as well. All these kind of things. What I love about this picture isn't all the fun stuff, but it's the prayer that happens, right? And these are just a few. I can't go through. I'd be here all day. I can talk about kids' ministry all day long. And God has something else for you today. But... Um, it was an amazing week, guys. These kids got to know who Jesus was a lot of times for the first time. Many first-time kids um, and many first-time parents, like letting little Billy go, come here. You know, it's, it's pretty comical. But thank you all your parents for the first time letting your kids, trusting us with your kids. Um, they had a great week. Um, couple things on there. Obviously, we, we've talked about Mega Camp. That is happening a week from tomorrow. Um, if you guys are interested in serving in that, Pastor Jim already said, after second service, it's going to be a great week. This whole auditorium, remove the chairs. It is filled with kids and leaders and kids from our community that don't go to church at all. Um, this year, more than ever, because it's a sports-driven uh, type of uh, ministry. So more than ever, keep praying. If you're not going to be here, you guys can pray for it, right? So be praying for it. Join us in prayer if you can't make it, um, if you're on vacation or whatever, like Pastor Jason. <laughs> I mean, you just, uh, you know, be praying um, and just like, like God does amazing things through all the speakers, through every volunteer here, that the, the enemy cannot come into this house. You know what I mean? Like God has something in store for every volunteer. And I believe not only for every child, but also for every volunteer. Because God's going to speak through you, Right? You're going to have a hard week. I mean, you got work, right? And you're coming from work, and the enemy's going to try to mess you up. And I believe even at kids' camp, the leaders grew as much as the kids grew at kids' camp. Uh, just one last thing, that little elevate. You see my shirt. Those who do not know, we did rebrand the kids' ministry room down there. Um, everything is called Elevate. Elevate Preschool, Elementary, Nursery, and um, Special Needs Ministries all Elevate. Quick two-second story. Um, been praying about what God wants us to call the, the new ministry kind of cohesiveness, putting it all together. And what he gave me, foundation is great, but it's, it's taken. Encounter God, wow, encounter's taken. I'm like, all right, Lord, I need, like, tell me. I've been hanging out with God, praying, actually for quite some time, like, Lord, what do we do? And what we do is we build kids up, right? So what, I was, what God gave me, the visual he gave me, was like a little, if you, like a little town inside green rolling hills, 
right? And this little town is here. But if you go up the hill, you can see it. There's no trees. And you can see this little town here. And what we do is we give kids value and worth and identity, who they are in Christ, Bible stories, and we build them up. We give them a different, different perspective. As we keep putting pig, uh, coins in the piggy bank, we're building their character and who God called them to be and who they are in Christ. Therefore, we're elevating the kids to a new level on who they are. That's where Elevate came from. So we're elevating the kids and then Elevate Altitude Airplane Hangar. That's what we're going to call the, the room. That's the connection there. So the new uh, elementary room that we're working on redesigning is going to be called a hangar. And that's a, that's a work in progress. So moving along, guys, I'm going to pray. I will be honest. What I'm about to share with you, I wish there was like a thing to hold because this is one of the hardest stories that I have lived through. So hold on. Suck it in. I got this. We're just starting. All right. Let's pray. So Lord, I just pray for your anointing, your power, and your message to be declared today, God. Let you and your glory shine because your name is powerful, your name is healing, and your name is above all other names, God. So Lord, be with us today. Speak through us. Let it be your message today. In your name we pray. We all said? Amen. Amen. Awesome sauce. Man, I'm crying already. I'm such a baby. I ruptured my Achilles tendon, not a tear. Not, I mean, I was like, ow, oh, that hurts. Not a tear, never cried. I talk about Jesus stuff. It's like, I'm just like a baby. I can't even help it. So guys, we're going to talk about Romans today. And then we're going to talk about how this relates to you. If you have, you have your little electronic Bibles, your little paper Bibles, Romans 12 is we're going to hang out. We're just going to camp out there. We're going to build a fort and have a fire. So we're just going to watch this. So let's read this, and then we're going to talk about how this is going to apply to the device, what this all means, okay? So we're just going to pull up the lazy boy. Let's read. And I do not like reading in front of everybody, so I'm glad this is on live stream. So let's go ahead and read this together. So, um, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will be find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn how God's will is for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. You're following along. Great. Because the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this morning, or this warning. Don't you think you are better? Don't think that you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing different things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, then serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging, right? If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. <laughs> really love them. Wow. Poof. Hate what is wrong. Hold tight to what is good. 
Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. I'm not done. One more. Right here. <laughs> Lots to read. All right. Uh, rejoice in your confident home. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Wow. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. You guys are going to join me today in that. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can and to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, this is Paul speaking, right? Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay, back, pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning holes of shame on their head. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Wow, that's a lot to read, right? Wow, there's so many. We could just like take one sentence and talk about that all day long, right? So when Paul wrote this, Paul wrote all these letters to encourage believers. This, he wrote this letter to Christians, right? Most of the New Testament is all written from Paul, encouraging. They didn't have Instagram, Facebook Live. Hey, guys, watch your power video for the day. This can lift you up. This is what Paul did. He wrote all these letters, sent them out on a whatever camel or something. And then just like to encourage the people, and here we are 2,000 years later reading it, and it still applies to our life. So this letter is to encourage you, encourage me, encourage believers to trust in him. How does he encourage this, right? It doesn't say God's going to come down and hang out with you and encourage you. We are here to encourage each other, right? This is our instructions for each other, right? We are to encourage each other and have faith in each other. One of the stories I'm going to tell you is, um, is I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, a couple different um, it's, it's kind of a hard story, right? But this is one of the things I've learned. Faith isn't built on the mountain. Faith is built in the valley. In the Old Testament, um, like o OT, ever say OT? OT. It's crazy. The Bible's nuts. I mean, I love it, but it's crazy, right? So they had, a, uh, like, um, Israel, right? They're in favor of God. Everything was great. And then they had uh, rebellion where everything kind of crashed and burned, and they realized they're in the valley and like, oh, Lord. I messed up. And they have repentance, and God brings them back up at the top, and restoration happens. And it's like this, you know, like roller coaster in the Old Testament, a favor of God, and they rebel, and they're back down, they're up again, and they had prophets, and they had judges, and they had kings. That's pretty much the Old Testament. You're welcome. That's kind of how it was, right? And then, and then today, now, and today, it's kind of like we have the same thing sometimes, right? We have peaks when we're on the peak and we're like, man, everything's rocking and rolling. I got money in the bank. I love my job. My kids are behaving. Like, ah, right? And then what happens, right? Sometimes we get a fight with our spouse. Our kids go nuts. We lose our temper. We don't need church. I got to cut the grass. Da 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 da, right? And then now we're in the valley and all of a sudden we're like, man, I haven't felt God's presence in a while. We're way down here. Right? And then we're like, man, Lord, I need to come back to you. We have that, that season of coming back, that restoration happens. So as I begin my story, 
Faith isn't built on the mountaintop. Faith is built in the valley. And I'm going to tell you some stories that help me not only know that, but live it. And when I do that, I'm going to talk about friends. You guys like friends? Not like Monica and Chandler and all those guys, which is pretty entertaining. Every night my wife watches that when I go to sleep. But the problem is I watch it and I can't turn off my brain. I'm like, oh, I just, before it's 2 a.m., I'm watching Friends. Um, I'm like, babe, we need like the animal planet where there's like, the jellyfish and the whales, orcas, that's what I need. Anyway, I need to go to sleep to that, not to friends. It's too entertaining. Um, so I'm going to tell you about a couple friendships I had. The first friendship I had happened when I was an adult. Um, I am a sappy family guy. I will challenge any sappy family man to stand up to me with my sappy family. I love my family like Jesus ice cream, my wife, coffee. My, I'm like, I love my family more than anything. I'll do anything for my kids. I have four awesome kids. Um, I blinked, and now they're, two of them are adults, which is crazy. Time flew by. But um, I love my family more than anything. I learned soccer. I don't even like so- I learned soccer to coach my, my kid because I want to hang out with my kid. If they were, I'm glad they didn't want to do cheerleading because I... That's just creepy, but I think I would do it, right? I'd be like, cheer, Dad. I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'll be on the sideline every game, though, right? I started working in kids' ministry because that's where my kids were. That's where my kids were. I want to know what they're learning. I want to be with them. I want to spend time with them. I could never spend enough time with my kids. I will be with them all the time. I even go to my, my, my kids' room, like, I'll, I'll go, I'm crazy, I'll tell you something really fun, I'm embarrassed with my kids. I'll go, I pray with my kids every night if I can, I'll get in there and I'll pray with them. I'll go in my 19-year-old room's, you know, in her bed, I'm like, baby, I love you, I love you, I'll lick her face. I just said, because I can. I'm like, baby, I love you. And she's like, dad, you're so gross. And I'm like, I know it is. I just love her to death. I just love her so much. I love them all so much. I'm going to talk about Friends. When I was an adult, this, this friend was a sappy family guy, dad like me. Best friend. Like, I prayed that God would give me a best friend. He, God gave me a best friend. And um, we had amazing times together, camped together, hiked together, fished together. We did everything together. We hunted together. I, I never hunted um, when I was a child. I didn't have a male figure in my life. And, dude, we learned how to hunt. I'm like, which way do you hold it? No, not that way. I busted my nose. Like, I had a shotgun, and I, I shot a deer, and I busted my nose. It cracked and made blood everywhere. We had so many memories. Fishing, almost drowned fishing, like so many different memories. Camping, just road trips, Cedar Point, like, you name it. We've done everything together. And, like, like our families, were the, our kids were the same age. Our wives dressed the same, looked the same. It was weird and creepy. Incredible, awesome relationship with this man and best friend. Loved him to death. Let me tell you about another friend I had. He was my childhood friend. We're going to go rewind some years. Back when I was 15, 16 years old, my childhood friend. And he, we, we grew up together, learned how to drive together. Um, we were so goofy. We'd put speakers in the backyard of my mom's house and would put like inside speakers outside and talk on a microphone and just like act like we're rock stars. 
I don't know. We thought it was cool. So we did it. We rocked it out. And the neighbors would look at us like we're crazy. We had learned to drive together. We'd get in way too much trouble. I wasn't saved at that time. So I had no barometer on what is right or wrong. But we'd go for cruises and try to pick up girls and, um, and did all kinds of stuff together. Like, if we were, it was, I mean, we were peas in a pod, this guy and, and my wife, and I mean, he was my best friend, best friend growing up. Everything that you could imagine you would do with your best friend, we did with this friend. Great, great times, best man in my wedding, and uh, amazing, awesome guy, right? So pretty sweet, right? I'm so blessed to have two awesome best friends in my life. I love my family. Oh, like, take me now, give me a coffee, I'm ready to roll, right? Like, God is so amazing. But I'm telling you, the hard part is, is not the end of the story. Here comes the hard part. Here comes the pain. I can get this out. I lost my my adult best friend at the age of 44. Just like that. No one knew me like he did. It was the hardest things I ever went through. And you it's so hard. It's been four years now, and it's so hard to find to replace that, you know? It's just, not everybody's that person, and everyone's a little bit different. And it, I, he was such a great guy. He left way too soon. And that was hard to get through, but I wasn't the only one with pain, right? Obviously, his wife and everything he impacted. We all, as a church, he was involved here, and there's a lot of people with different levels of pain. Um, with losing my friend, but I was his best friend. <laughs> we did everything. Like, I could tell him anything, right? And uh, even bad things, dude. It's like, dude, you shouldn't talk, think like that. I'd tell him anything, you know? And it was hard. It was painful. And I don't know why. I don't know why he left so soon. So now I'm going to tell you about my other one, my childhood friend. Now, this is a harder one. I mean, they're both hard, right? I was going to name this sermon. You don't know what I've been stepping in or, you know, I don't know what's another analogy for that, but just sharing your story. But this other one, a handful of people know. My childhood friend, I told you he was the best friend in my wedding, trusted him with anything, Um, loved my family. I had two small kids at the time. You know, the enemy will always try to attack you in different ways, right? And make you feel like a failure as a parent. I've went in my mind a lot of different ways and different, different thoughts, but so my best friend molested my, my daughter. Criminal sexual conduct. 
How can, as a parent, allow that to happen? You know? I went through the motions. Man, this the way this thing, we're not going to get into the story of how this thing all found out, but she wasn't the only one. There were several different counts. And my first reaction was, I'm going to go what? I'm going to go kill him. He's done. It was hurt. It was pain. <laughs> then it was revenge. How can I let this thing happen? He pulled away from our family, obviously. He's now in prison. He's been in prison for the last 18 years. I haven't seen him, talked to him. And then we learn in church that we're supposed to forgive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to forgive, right? How do you guys know that's easier said than done sometimes, right? My daughter's fine, by the way. There's no memory. We prayed. We waited to tell her, guys, until a long time. In fact, not too long ago, we finally let her know because we didn't want to add to trauma and trigger memories and all this kind of stuff. And we prayed, and we asked God, at some point, we're going to have to let her know. You know, we finally did. And God's so glorious. He's so amazing. We prayed that, you know, she wouldn't remember anything. And sure enough, she doesn't. Um, and isn't God awesome? Just block that out. And uh, he's amazing. The reason I share that story with you today is I've been through some junk, guys. It's hard. I mean, my dad died when I was two years old. My life, it's, there's pain. There's joy, but there's also pain. And um, what helped me get through this stuff was people. It was relationship. It was, back then, we called them cell groups or life groups. But it was um, people in the church that surrounded us. And they, they did this. They comforted us, right? They prayed for us. They, you know, they wept with us. This is right from Romans, guys. This is Paul's instructions to us as believers. Paul wrote this because he know life is painful, right? Life is hard. There's going to be, not every day is great, you know? And there's going to be pain. But when he wrote this book, it was to give us directions to how to comfort each other. We got connected to a life group, and that life group poured into us and wept with us and cried with us, supported us, and they were there for us. And I got to tell you, I don't know. I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for, for them. You know? When you're going through this kind of trauma, if, it was, if there wasn't people in our life, and I'll, I'll mind you guys, we were brand new believers. This all happened fairly fast. Um, we were brand new believers. We started going to a life group. It was a Cromers. I don't know where they're at, but Cromers are rock stars. You know, some long time ago, 15, 18 years ago now. And uh, they prayed with us. 
it took us a couple times, two or three times to get there to feel comfortable. But when we broke, we broke. And we were in the middle of it, you know? We're in the middle of it, going through it, court dates and trials and judges and all this stuff. We went through it all, guys. I would say I'm 95% on the way to forgiveness, you know? I think I still have that 5% left. I think that last 5% is probably a face-to-face thing with him, you know? Because it's easy to forgive somebody that you don't see, right? It's hard to look somebody in the eye and say, I forgive you. So be praying for me. I saw that last 5% to get there. Um, I'm feeling 95%. Is that okay? And just be real? Like I'm 95, not, not 110. But I still have that last little bit to go. So let's go ahead and read this. Whew, I'm glad I got that out, guys. That was hard. This is how we're supposed to, this is what we're supposed to do as believers, not me, not your pastors, but as people in this church, this is how we're supposed to um, like love each other, right? So don't just pretend to love others, really love them. I'm so glad that people didn't fake love me when they didn't know who I was. Like really love each other, you know? Like really like care for each other, what they're going through. Really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. This is just some experts. Love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. Man, I've been so happy. And weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud. Enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Man. Like, I know what that means. You know? When I heard, this is what ran, I'm going to kill him, that I paused. It took me, my, my anger was incredible. I, I thought it out, and I'm like, I'm going to find this, I'm going to find him. And how dare you do this to my family? And then I thought, I grew up without a dad. And what would happen if I did that, right? Had to slow my, slow my thing down, and I'm going to leave two kids without a dad in this world, right? Don't pay back evil with evil. Be happy with those happy, weep with those who weep. Um, do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Man, I wanted to. Leave that to the righteous, leave that to the righteous of anger of God. You guys see what it says. There's one more. Guys, this, I don't need to write, read through all this, but this is how we're supposed to be. Guys, if you're not connected, get connected. Jump in a life group. I remember my first time, like, not knowing anybody, but you never know what you're going to go through, and no one can help you get through what you're going to go through if they don't know who you are, right? You can't attend on Sunday morning. You can't just click it and tick it and just, like, I'm going through this. You need people. We need each other, guys. We need each other to lift each other up. We need to support each other. We need to pray for each other, right? Like, God loves us, 
but we go through some junk in our lives. We don't even know what stuff is gonna lie ahead of us, you know? What's, what's coming, what's, what's in the future, right? But we need each other. We need friends, we need community, we need relationships. We need it. We're not, we can't do this alone. So, I'm incredibly ahead of time. This, this is amazing me, I, it's just like, I don't even know what to do with myself. But if you have, Chris, I'm looking for a thumbs up or thumbs down. That's a no, right? So if you can have Robbie Keys, by the way, come on up. It's a cool name. I like Robbie Keys. Guys, we need friends, we need community, we need relationship. We never know. I met a man just about 10 days ago. He... Um, had a couple cool karate studios, like karate chopper, like fit, like super fit guy. It makes me like flabby abby, but he had like karate guy, whatever karate people do, that's what he had. And he had two of those studios, like Ninja Masters. So he had these two cool karate, him and his wife did this thing together. They had these businesses for quite some time. God told him to sell his businesses. He's like, you need to sell your business and go into ministry. This guy I just met two weeks ago, guys, less than two weeks ago. Saw the businesses going to ministry. So he's like, man, I don't know. I mean, this is what we, we are passionate about this, but we love God. And God, sometimes God asks you to do some crazy, wacky things. And he's like, he prayed about it. He had a good friend of mine actually found out later that um, counseled him. And the guy's like, I'm doing it. I'm all in. He wanted to become a chaplain at a jail nearby. And got that. He, he's like, all right, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to sell these. I'm going to be the chaplain. It's going to be a pay cut. Been there right, to go do this chaplain, because this was God, I can pour into these inmates and encourage them and speak into them, and I can hold my own because I'm a karate master ninja guy, right, and God's, this is what God's calling me to do. He sold his businesses, sold them, done. He's three weeks away from starting his new job as a chaplain. His wife, everyone's on board. He's three weeks away and he has a stroke in his shower. Paralyzed, half his body, lost his job, lost his, sold his business. God, I prayed about this. God, this is what, like you told me to do this. I sold this to do this, and why is this happening to me? Like, why is this happening to me? Who are you? Why? Faith isn't built in the mountains. It's built in the valleys. Is God still God when you're in the valley? Is he still the God that loves you when you're in the valley? He is, right? your faith be if that happened to you? Are we strong enough? Do we, do we know in our knower that without a doubt, whatever happens, like, God, I don't know why this happened. I don't know why I lost my best friend. I don't know why my other best friend did what he did, is in, pr in prison. I don't know why my dad died when I was two years old. <laughs> I mean, what the heck, right? 
Are you still God? Do you still love me? Is your name still above every other name? He is, right? I don't know how to end this thing, guys. So. <sighs> your father loves you. We're going to go through some junk. I can't be there for everybody in this room, but you guys can be there for each other. You need to be there for each other. Be honest with each other. Be with each other. There's something that you, you have. There's a story in each one. This is my story. It's just my story. But each one in this room has a story. Each one of us have a thing that happened to us or we went through. As bad as it could be, it could be a testimony of like, God, man, this happened. We prayed and someone got healed. Yeah, it could be that as well. But holding these things in, the valleys and the hills, isn't going to help anybody unless we share it. So guys, this church today, I just empower you guys to share, to get connected, get plugged in, go to that new step, first step, volunteer thingamajigger we're doing here soon, the guest room, find community, step out, step out in faith, you know, get connected, find a friend, put yourself out there because someone has something that they can share with you and you have something in you that you can share with them. We're not in it alone. We're in it together, right? Let's pray. So Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the stories that we get to share. God, I just pray for your power and your love to come through these people today, God through your church today. Lord, as we read these stories from a long, long time ago, they still apply today. So God, I just pray right now that we feel it, that we step out in faith and trust our fellow brothers and sisters in this room, God, that we can share our story and encourage each other and lift each other up and weep with each other and, and pray for each other and be victorious with each other and <sighs> encourage each other and everything, Lord. Just be with each other. That's how you created us to be. So, Lord, we thank you, God. We praise you. You're an amazing Father, and you have so many great, perfect gifts for us, God. We love you. In your name we pray. We all said amen. Thank you guys for being here. If you guys need prayer, our altar team's going to come up in this general area. God's got something for you. And maybe it's that one thing where you just need prayer, just that courage to step out out of your comfort zone to give what you got, give it away. So if you need that today, come on up front. We got some awesome people that would love to speak that life into you. Come on up front. If not, go give your children's workers a high five and thank them for all the, the work and service that they're doing for your kids today, okay? God bless you, Freedom Center.